Hey, welcome to Simone Shay. It's Between the Weeks. With two freaks. I'm Sydney. I'm Shu. And we're here for you, boo. Yeah, baby, we got the updates. Throw them at me. What's going on with you? Man, well, I feel like I haven't seen you in a while. Because it's been a while. It's been a while. I've missed you. I've missed you. Thank you. Your life has just gone on without me, and um, I'm, I for one, I'm shocked. Well, yours too. That's, and that is true. I didn't true. think it could happen. But, but apparently... We're surviving, our, I guess. Our lives keep <laughs> happening, even though we're not in the same room. Who knew? Who knew? I didn't. But you learn <laughs> something new every day. That's true. <laughs> so what's up? Like, your cat got busted up. Okay, yeah. Let's start with that because this has been a huge pain and challenge in my life. Um, my cat came home a few weeks ago. He had a puffy cheek, like his one side of his face was swollen. And I was like, okay, what the fuck is that? They didn't feel like anything. Then he came home and there was like a little bit of pussy blood mm-hmm. draining. So I drained it and it was like he scratched the fur off and I noticed there was a cat bite I mean I assumed it was a cat bite because it was like two marks I just want to first of all preface that this is your cat Bruce Killis because people love your cat more when they hear his name and that is a combination of a tribute to Bruce Willis and Bruce Campbell oh that's pretty amazing Campbell Killis we went with cool so yeah and he's a 14 and a half pound cat with medium length orange hair. Yeah. Um, you can see him on my Instagram at Shumarley. Anyways, I drained it. Everything was fine. And then he got into a second fight. What? And also scratched his face and like made it way worse. What is he doing out there on the street? He is doing hood rat shit. Yeah, he thinks he runs this place, but there's a lot of alley cats and a lot there's like a house around the corner from mine that are cat hoarders. Oh. We've counted like 16 cats in their front yard. That's too many. Yeah. And <laughs> and I've seen that person putting food on the sidewalk in front of other people's houses. Oh fuck that person. So that the cats like spread out to all the sidewalks that's how you get a zombie cat situation where the sun goes down and all of a sudden there's just like these roaming like exactly and that's when it happened was in the middle of the night because he usually sleeps outside Uh and he's like only uses the bathroom outside he's an indoor outdoor mostly outdoor cat yeah so anyways i got all fucked up we had to take him to the vet and she's like yeah this you know it doesn't seem to be bothering him too much we just need to clean it up and make sure there's nothing underneath that's like the f- tissue has grown over like an abscess. And then so she took him. And two hours later, she called me. She's like, so it was a lot worse than we thought. And we had to like cut a lot more. And there was the abscess underneath. And you're going to have to do warm compresses every day for two weeks and keep him inside for two weeks. And I'm like this fucking cat is going to kill me. Yeah. Like he does not, he's not tamed, you know, he will not be tamed. He's a wild man. I ended up turning out like way better than I thought. Well, I saw him today and it looks great. It healed very well. And And it's only been a week. Super cool. Yeah. His name's scar now. Yeah. That's his street name. I also have um, a wound on my face, but it's just because there was a mustache waxing (laughs) incident. (laughs) And maybe I like was a little too aggressive, 
And I have been thinking about doing my makeup like Ace Freely until <laughs> this sort of scabby area where I ripped my skin off heels. Uh-huh. And I just felt like really close to Bruce now because yeah. we both have kitty cat face wounds. That was that face you were making at each other. I was like, they're connecting. Somehow. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, it is. It's very weird. But we are um, bonded now and we're yeah. part of what do you call um, a group of cats? Is that a pride? Like a, lions have prides. Okay. So like we're in yeah. the same pride. Totally. It's a lot like the Lion King. <laughs> I raise him up like Simba yeah. all the time. <laughs> yeah, so he's good. And strangely, the cone is now like a comfort thing to him. So like whenever he's being crazy inside, we put the cone on him and he just like lays down. He's like, oh, OK. It's like so. white businessmen who are into BDSM and they like to be like tied up. Yeah. Because they're running crazy. Basically, white businessmen are alley cats. And then in their free time, they have to be collared to tame them. Yeah. Be like, listen, calm down, Ted. <laughs> oh, my God. Totally. Let me put your collar on you. <laughs> yeah. That's what's I, happening. Just in my real life, anytime anyone is wiling out or freaking out about something, I want to put a cone on them now. I know. Be like, you're, I know you're you very calm worked the up. Fuck down. Your best friend of 12 years just came out to you as a Trump supporter oh, and no. you want to spit on them, but I think you just need to wear this cone till you calm down. Is that a, a real situation? That is a real situation. Oh my God. It's so ridiculous where uh, these people have been <sighs> friends for 15 years. Yeah. And one of them was like, I think I'm like kind of into Trump. And. <laughs> First off, I like I like how they know, like, man, this is this is really gonna affect some of my relationships. Yeah. But I can't hide it anymore. I can't hide it anymore. <sighs> and the other person basically exploded and threatened to spit on them if they see them <laughs> oh, and like shit. had a huge block. Uh, and so like the one person who is now a Trump supporter. I don't really give a shit because like I've known yeah. them for 15 years and they're a great human being and they're like a really good person. They also live in a super hyper aggressively liberal city. And if I lived around people who were violently liberal every day, it might bring out an oppositional defiant attitude in me to then be like, oh, yeah, no. I like Trump now because yeah. there is that sort of thing where like if everyone around you is a total dick bag and they believe one thing, then you just want to be like, I believe the other. Like in high school, all the stupid dudes were super into Tool and I had never heard Tool, but I just knew the people who were into Tool and I was like, I don't like Tool. I fucking hate Tool. Yeah. And so like. And then you listen to Tool and you're like, this is pretty good. No, I've still oh. never listened to Tool. You should check I it out. I couldn't tell you a Tool song. But anyways, yeah, that's like a real situation where that the one person is like not only being like, oh, like we've grown apart and now we're no longer friends, but instead went from being like, we're like best friends to I'm going to spit on them. And I just want to be like, maybe you should wear this cone for a while yeah. until you like calm down. You just need to not be able to see anything in front or around you so you have time to think. You just need just to be rational. Yeah. And like you can't fully demonize someone who you've known and loved for years because you just disagree on I mean, one thing. It's frustrating. I totally get it. Like I might have that same reaction. I don't think I would 
actively say I'm going to spit on you, but I feel like inside I would be like, I want to punch you in the face right now. I would just be like, we don't talk politics. Yeah. Like, we just don't discuss it. And you're entitled to be wrong minded. (laughs) Like, that just is what it is. It is. I I have a lot of people in my life that not a lot, but. I have a few people who I work with that voted for Trump and a few people like that I just know who voted uh-huh. for Trump. And the good thing is at least mo- the majority of them admit that they made a mistake and are like, this is not how I thought it was going to turn out. Like, this is terrible. Yeah. And I'm like, well, now, you know, but yeah, it's it's hard. There's well, people you just you just have to turn that part of it off and be like, if we still want to if we want to have a relationship We just both believe what we believe and we just don't talk about it. Yeah. I dated someone who was very, very, very religiously Jewish to the point where they would sometimes bother me about like, because we had very similar spiritual beliefs, but they believe in a singular entity, God figure. Yeah. And I don't. And they would get so aggressive about like, well, we're agreeing on these things, but like, I was like, yeah, most of what we believe is just semantics, save for this one thing about there being an actual singular entity, which I do not believe in. And then he also was very like adamantly um, anti-Palestine. And there's like a certain type of like Jewish person who is so anti-Palestine and like I don't claim to understand anything that's happening in the Middle East. Right. But I do know there are two sides of the argument and like both sides have faults and just to like you know be so strong-headed in that regard I just was like you know what we probably shouldn't talk about this because like I like you and we have a lot of things in common And these are things that we aren't going to agree on. And like, I don't think we should taint our time together by like, just basically like we're butting heads. Like no one's opinion is changing. And like, let's not let that like flavor our time together. Um, And I'm, I'm very like able to disconnect people's uh, beliefs from who they are. Like, I know a lot of, like, very religious people who I think are great human beings. Like, I disagree with their beliefs wholeheartedly, and I had a very, like, traumatic experience being raised in the church. But I'm not going to say they're a terrible person. Yeah. Just, like, I know most people who agree with me on a lot of things are insufferable. (laughs) Like, most (laughs) vegans are insufferable. Yeah. They just are. I mean, I I love and appreciate veganism, but a lot of people are like so extreme. They're and judgy. They're judgy and they're they have a piousness about them and they yeah. also have a misunderstanding of science and I just like have no room in my life for like any of that. Yeah. Where it makes me much like, you know, if I were a liberal and I lived in a very uh well, I'll just say San Francisco and I was surrounded by aggressive like quote-unquote libtards all day, I would almost be shy to be like to tell people I'm a liberal because I'm like don't associate me with those people yeah you know and so like I don't tell people that I'm vegan anymore because I'm like I don't want to be associated with those people um and so yeah like I think that's just like I care about who a person is and how they conduct themselves and like so if they have like 
different beliefs than me, that's cool. As long as they have good manners and are a nice person, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Um, in fact, I kind of am like sorer at people who I agree with who I don't like as people. Cause I'm like, you're just making, <laughs> you're just making me look bad. Like you're misrepresenting like my belief system. And I'm kind of angry about that. Yeah. So anyways, I mean, I feel like what it comes down to is just extremists. Like anyone terrible. who is ex- extreme in their belief in something to the point where it's like, it clouds their judgment and view. And it's, it's too much. Yeah. And it's like, why are you so adamant about this? Like right. you're not changing the world. Like exactly. go out, go out and vote, go do volunteer work, like do things like, I'm not saying don't try to change the world, Yeah, but like yelling to your coworkers about politics actually doesn't affect doesn't any do change. Anything. So like, why are you so connected to these beliefs where it's like you just yelling in a bubble about this isn't changing anything. It's just annoying everyone around you. Yeah. Um, so that's my thoughts on that. Totally. I uh, agree. And yeah. to quote one of my old coworkers, like sometimes you just need to go to the gym and you have to pick up heavy things and put them back down until you're too tired to give a shit anymore. And I, I really enjoyed that. Um, that statement. Like, yeah. Sometimes if you're just really worked up about something, just go do some physical labor. It's such until good you advice. Can't care. Yeah, I was having a really shitty day last week. Like I just came home mad from work. I was just annoyed by everything. Like mm-hmm. I woke up annoyed and I stayed that way all day. And I was like, you know what? I just need to go to the gym. And I went and I went as hard as I could on the elliptical for 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. And when I got off, I was like, oh, I feel so much better. Like I felt clear headed again. I wasn't upset anymore. It has a way of like knocking the I don't want to say cobwebs, but it like knocks the bullshit out of your brain. Yeah. You just need that physical exertion. Yeah. It's really good. It is. I just I haven't had a gym membership since January uh, and I rejoined a gym and I've been going and I'm like, oh, I should never go without a gym membership ever again because I need to be here every single day because I'm like 90% less sad. Yeah. (laughs) Right? (laughs) It works. It's the best. It is. I just want everyone out there to like move your bod. Watch some YouTube videos, learn some dances. I was going to say, even if you don't have a gym membership, like there's so many things you can do just around your house. I Yeah. You can use your furniture, you know, I live in a laundry room and that's where I was running into trouble is like, (laughs) I actually don't have room in my house to work out anymore. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, like I'd been doing Pilates every day and that was fine, but it wasn't, um, doing for me like the mental healing that like cardio does. And then it's too hot here to go outside and hike, which is my favorite thing. Uh And so I was like, okay, get back in the gym because like I I can't really do anything in the laundry room. Yeah. But you can do a lot of things at Planet Fitness, who is not a sponsor of the show, but if they want to be, we're open to that. I mean, I th- I would like if their staff cared a little bit more, but Oh yeah, they're, they're the worst. They're the worst. You join and it's like they give zero shits about they're you. They're like, "We're not going to show you where the tanning room is no. or the free massage tables." Yeah. If you happen to poke around your head around that corner and notice that there's massage tables and then come ask us questions, like we'll tell you about them, but we are not going to divulge any information. No, not at all. Oh, you want to use the infrared 
whatever the fuck machine. I'm not going to give you instructions or anything. I'm just going to say it's it's room four. It's I've never used this machine before. Like, what the fuck do I do? Yeah. And then they just look at you like, you dumb bitch. You, you've never used it. Well, too bad for you. I'm like, I hate you. It is a chain of gyms but. that has buckets of Tootsie Rolls at the check-in desk. So it's like not... And- pizza mondays and like bagel tuesdays i get so mad when i go and they have a shit ton of piles of pizza boxes jesus it's very upsetting yeah i uh, actually so today i put the lock on my locker before realizing that um the key to my lock had fallen (gasps) off my keychain uh fortunately i had my cell phone so i called my mom and was like hey can you bring me the spare key um blah 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 so she came by, she dropped off the key. And when I saw her later in the day, she said, I was thinking that would be a great gym for me to join. They're just, I, I only saw fat people going in and out of it. <laughs> it's, it is a gym for people who like don't work out. It is. Yeah, it it's is. $10 a month, 20 if you want to use their massage tables and tanning beds. And, and have take all a, access. All access and take a guest. I do the 20 so Deacon can go with me. Nice. And I know like, yeah, I shouldn't. I really, I'm paying $20 for two people. Like I shouldn't expect much of anything. But like, just to be like, hey, there's equipment here. Yeah. But like they used to scan the cards and then I went and they just had a sign that said scan yourself. And I was like, you scan yourself. That's it. You guys have fucking given up. There's five of you talking to each other you're all literally doing nothing but staring at each other's faces in your phones and i'm disgusted (laughs) just have some fucking pride in your job just care about the people here yeah tell me i'm good tell me i'm doing a good job and that you're happy you've seen me three times this week I don't need that much, but the fact that I was like, you were holding out on me that I happened to look around a dark corner and see there are free massage chairs and tables. Yeah. Like, get out of here. You right. think I'm not going to be straddling that shit next time I get horny? I know. I'm not going to do that, by the way. I just, I'm not going to do oh, that. Oh, I do it all the time. You straddle the massage table? <laughs> I'll try. I'll report back. Because no one else is going to be in there because no, no one else knows there. there's a massage room. Yeah. And sometimes I just, I go back and I'm like, hit me with another 10. <laughs> <laughs> Money's on the dresser. <laughs> I'm not ready to go. That's amazing. Oh. All right. What else is going on? Okay. Well, I have some recommendations. Okay. I recently was perusing netflix mm-hmm. and found this show called cooking on high oh and it's like a food competition where two chefs cook uh-huh. and then the judges taste and decide which one they like but um each t- each plate has edibles oh cool it's like made with either butter or oil or something yeah it turns it into an edible gourmet dish uh-huh and then they like everyone on the show is stoned as fuck. Like the host is so his eyes are so cashed. He's like, "Welcome cooking on high, man. I'm I'm blah blah blah." And it's, his eyes are all red and glossy. That's and amazing. The judges are stoned. They like smoke weed and then eat and then they like let themselves just chill for a little bit fuck and yeah. let the high kick in. And they have this guy come out and be like, today we're using this kind of weed and it's a sativa and it's effects or blah, blah, blah. And like talks about it. 
it's pretty cool. Like, it needs a better budget. It needs to be, like, higher production yeah. value because it's very, like, who wants to give stoners a show? Yeah. You know? And it's, as all stoner things are, it's cheesy as fuck. And I'm like, why is weed so cheesy? Like, weed culture. It's really cheesy. And Deacon's like, it just, that is what happens when you get stoned. You're you're happy and you're cheesy and you don't give a fuck. Yeah, you're it doesn't have fun. to be perfect. Because, you know, all the words and shit, they're doing puns. And yeah. Like, it's, I don't know. But I'm gonna anyone check it, check it out. And then rate it five stars so that next season... They have, have more money. They have more money because they have. They just keep cycling through the same contestants oh, and like judges. We should get on that show. We should get your husband on that show. He knows He's, how to cook things. That's true. I think it's because they have to have a license to cook oh, weed. So there's only so many. It. And yeah. then at the end, they have like a disclaimer that's like, "This is for medical use." <laughs> Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Of course it is. That's amazing. Um, So that's really good. And then my other recommendation is I started a book club. I'm so excited about this. I'm not saying I'm going to join. I'm just excited about it. That's fine. That's all I want is people to enjoy it. They don't have to join. You can just Um, read and write about the books and I'll be happy about that. That's what I'm going to do. So it's, it's on my Instagram and it's in one of the highlight videos on my page. Okay. And every month, maybe every two months, who knows how I'm feeling, but I'm going to pick a book uh-huh. and read it and then maybe do some, you know, videos. Do some videos, please. And talk about it. Yes. I just picked my first book for this month. I'm going to try to cram it before the end of July. What uh, what book is it? It is The Unloved by John Saul. Okay. It's a horror novel. Yes. It's fiction and it's spooky. And the reason I picked it is because I remember reading it in high school. And for many years, I was obsessed. Like, I would think about it. I would have dreams about it. But I could never remember what the name of the book was. Oh. So it was like a mystery to me. For I'm not even kidding. For like probably like 12 years yeah I just thought about it and I was like what was that book what was the book it was so good mm-hmm. and then one day I I was like because I would google things and try to find it oh. and I would never be able to and then I had a dream one night and I was like reading it and it's something like stuck in my head when I woke uh. up and I googled it and I found the book what but that was like a few years ago. That's amazing. That was probably like a year ago. And I, I so I bought the book on Kindle because mm-hmm. it was like $5, but I never read it. Oh. And so now I'm reading it to see if it was really as good as I like remember uh-huh. or if I was just a dumb teenager and it's like actually a stupid book now. Only time will tell. Only time will tell. So I'm I'll, excited about I'll keep this. Keep you updated if, I, if anyone else wants to read it. I might I might want to read it with you because I've been reading Gone with the Wind and okay. like I have a bursting urge to talk to anyone about it as I progress. Yeah. With each chapter. It is a long book. I am on chapter 56 now. I like want to talk to people about it. And like who am I gonna talk? It's not Yeah. It is the no long- one else is reading it. No one else is reading it. It's the longest book ever. No one's read it. And if they have, it was forever ago and they don't remember. Yeah. And I just need to be like, I need 
to be like, is Ashley Wilkes a fuckboy? Like, help me understand <laughs> what a fuckboy is. Like, let's talk about uh, Rhett Butler and my daddy issues. Let's talk about the shady <laughs> bitch that Scarlett O'Hara is. Like, I just need yeah. to talk to people about these characters and the language. And like, it's not happening because I'm reading it alone. So I kind of like the idea of a book club yeah, in that regard. Um. Let me just tell you, the unloved is like about this guy who has to go back home to like the south to his family's Ooh. manor or whatever, and like his mom's dying, and they have this really terrible relationship. No, like none of his family has seen him in like twenty years, and then something crazy happens. Okay, I'm gonna read it just because I so. discovered that I only like books set in the south. His name's Kevin Devereaux. Ooh, so. like Blanche Devereaux. Yeah. Yeah, Mark Twain is my favorite author, and then I've read every pulpy trash novel written by Charlene Harris, who writes okay. supernatural mysteries set yep. in the South, and now I'm addicted to Gone with the Wind, and it's like, okay, apparently I only <laughs> like books set in the South. Yeah, something's happening here. There's like a whole nother series about like this like bounty hunter in Louisiana that I'm really into, and it's just like, apparently that's like my thing, Yeah, is if it takes place in the South, sign me up. So I will read this book, The Unloved. Okay. Um, and also I finished American Gods. You, what did you think? It was great. I got hung up on Lakeside, which uh, I'm not going to go into if no one knows what I'm talking about. I'm sorry. But that's but, like the second half when he's in that town. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to like know what was happening in that town. Yeah. And it was hard for me that he kept leaving the town to go do other things. And I was like, who... This god, the gods are fucking boring now. Like, I don't give a shit. Tell I want about this creepy town. Yeah, like the town's creepy. There's a mystery there, obviously, and you're just leaving me hanging. But then it loops back around at the end of the book, yeah. and it's like pretty much ends in the town. And what they did with the gods and everything was really cool too, because there's kind of like a little twist you don't expect. And I was like, what? So. I need to reread it because now it I forget. I, yeah. We, last time we talked on our updates or yeah. one of them, I said how like I was having a hard time reading it. And so I just started taking it to work and reading on my lunch breaks nice. every day. And that really helped me get more into it. Yeah. And then on the weekend, I was like, please leave me alone for five hours because I'm going to read this book. And that was nice. Um, yeah, so, and then I want to start my, that made me want to start a book club. Yeah, so let's get people reading. I drew that logo myself. I know, it looks great. <laughs> I, know, I know, you know. I mean, I just, I just felt the need to say that. Shu drew the logo because she's a great artist. I just It'd like It'd be really drawing. weird if you had someone else draw the logo. If you're like, I'm really good at drawing, so I had someone else do this for me. <laughs> also, it's like so simple that that would just be weird. Well... Most people can't draw like that. Oh, thank like, you. Even though it's simple to you. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah. Yeah. I tried so. to get a lot of reading done on vacation and I didn't get as much done as I wanted to. Yeah. Um, but I did some poolside reading and nice. that was like. Yeah. You went on vacation. I sure did. You went to Disneyland? I went to Indio. Indio. Okay. First, I went to Indio to see a Michael McDonald concert. Beautiful. Yes. And that was amazing I think I'm only going to concerts at casinos from now on because it was the size of a school gymnasium. It was at the Fantasy Springs Casino, which is like kind of a shitty casino. Um, and I was sorry that Michael McDonald was performing there, but like I loved this casino. Having yeah. hated Las Vegas, I loved this casino because it was like 
much more spaced out and less crowded because like it was like the Ross dress for less of casinos. <laughs> and then the venue was basically a high school gymnasium. So like every seat in the house was a good seat and it was a great show. And uh, that was exciting because um, the vacation started out very rough. Uh, we went to check into our hotel in Indio and we like pull in and like Indio sucks. Yeah, totally. It is like a ghost town and we were supposed to stay at the roadway in. And so we go into the front office and uh, we walk in and there's like a fish tank, a very elaborate fish tank, but like no fish. <laughs> there's no fish. And then there's a giant nutcracker statue that's been up since Christmas 1987 and yeah. then an Eiffel Tower. And then this East Indian guy comes out of the back and he's got a twitch where he can't stop winking his eye. And he's like, all right, here's your room number. Um, go check out your room. So we go to the room and it's, it is hot. It's oh, the no. weirdest room. It's the weirdest room. Like it's all like thrift store looking, but then it has a very elaborate, giant, brand new remodeled bathroom. Oh, but it's hot. Uh, and so we go back and say, hey, our room's really hot. Um, did the maids just turn the air on or is that as cold as it gets? And the guy's like, oh, so there is a Costco in town and a Denny's. And he just starts naming random places in town, basically <laughs> like saying, uh, just go somewhere in town yeah. where there's air conditioning. Just stay anywhere else until you need to sleep and, and then, then come, come back. back. So I'm like, let's, I'm starving. Let's go to Subway, eat a sandwich and go back and reassess the situation at the room to see if it's cooled down. Yeah. So we go to the Subway, no air conditioning in the Subway. What? And it's 110 degrees out. And oh we're just like, gosh. is there no air conditioning in any of Indio? Yeah. So I, we go back to the car to eat our sandwiches. And I'm just like, this fucking town is making me very uneasy. I do not feel like I'm on vacation because my body is too hot and there is no hope of it cooling down. Yeah. Nothing about that says vacation mode. No, just a hot, shitty desert. Uh, and there's also just like, like, it looks like Sanford and Son behind the motel. Like, it's very odd. So we go back, the AC's blowing hot air. And so we're like, hey, can we get our money back? We're going to, we want to switch hotels. And the guy's like, winking at us. I'm like, did you fucking, do you, are the fish gone because you ate the fish? Because it <laughs> helps you maintain your ability to hold into human form. And if you go too long without eating a live fish, you morph back into the amphibian creature that you truly are. Like, yeah. is this what's happening? Is the winking is the first sign of you shifting back into your true state as a fucking lizard person? You met a reptilian. Where are the fish? Yeah. So, and the guy's like. I didn't charge you. The receipt didn't print out. It didn't charge you. And so my buddy's like trying to check his phone to his credit card account to see if it charged him. But he can't because there's also no phone service. Oh, my God. There's where we were in a vortex. You're in bizarro land. There's no fish. There's no phone service. So we like leave and just like let's just drive and whatever the hotel next to the casino, which was sold out, whatever they're charging for a night, we're staying there. Yeah. We get there. They got air conditioning. It's only $30 more. Oh, hell yeah. He checks his bank statement. He was charged. Oh, no. So we have to go back later to get them to do a refund. Oh, was but he just, able to? Yeah. Oh, good. Uh, but it was a very odd, creepy experience. But yeah. then we went to 
the show at the casino. It was a great concert. Michael McDonald puts on a great show. He's a goddamn professional and an American hero. And then the next day we drove to Huntington Beach to stay with my friend's family who has a place out there. And that was fun because uh-huh. we went to the beach. The sand was hot. The water was cold. Then we went back to the complex where they live. Like they own a townhome uh, in like a complex with pools and like hung out by the pool in red. I got some CBD gummies that mm. cost three times what they should have because it was Huntington Beach. Yes. Um, and then the next day we went to Disneyland and that was great. Um, and then the next day we had to come home. Aww. And that was stupid. Yeah. Because uh, my first thing that happened as soon as I got home was I got terrible, terrible diarrhea. <laughs> Doesn't that always happen? You know, you get home, diarrhea. Well, the mind, the mind and the body are connected. Yeah. And I'm just didn't, like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to come home. Like driving home from Huntington Beach is terrible because you just progressively get it gets hotter and hotter. Yeah. And I had to because I was out of money. It's like, I guess I have to go home because I have a very, like, I have a car payment. I have a Subway sandwich addiction. Yes. I got to go home. I can't um, be here. But my bowels were, like, <laughs> real mad about it. And I got dropped off at the house of the person that I may or may not be dating. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, I was like, hey, I can't spend the night here because I'm about to have it's gonna be a bad night for yeah. me um and he is such an, a kind person I, I will also say his bathrooms don't have fans oh, i fucking what? hate when people's bathrooms don't have fans like a fan even is if, a must even if i'm just peeing i don't want you to hear me peeing yeah. i don't want you to hear me fart while i pee i don't want any of that happening his bathrooms don't have fans so he was like calm down <laughs> like stop freaking out if you want to be alone, I'll, like, go hang out at my shop. I'll drive around and smoke weed. Aww. You can have the house to yourself to have diarrhea. <laughs> that is the most romantic thing I've ever heard. I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. I was I was so mad because he was being so nice to me. Yeah. And I was furious about it. <laughs> of course you were. But it's amazing. I was like, I was like, I'm a wretched person. Yeah. I barely like talking to you because I don't like talking to anyone. And I'm so mad that you're even asking me about my trip or telling me about what you did while I was gone. Much less going away so I can shit. Yeah. Like I've been standoffish and irritable from the minute I got here. And now you're going to go drive around so I can have your house to myself to have diarrhea. You fucking monster. <laughs> Swoon. I love it. Anyway, I so that it. was that was that. Nice. Um, you know, I'm a af- I'm so afraid of using public bathrooms like I hate it. Really? Yeah. And like the thought of shitting in a public restroom is like terrible, especially at work because mm-hmm. I'm so afraid that one of my coworkers is going to come in and like know that I'm shitting. Yeah, that's the worst. I don't want anybody I ever have to look at in the face. Ever, like no one. I don't really like peeing next to people I know. Like, you know, like, you know how girls will like go into restrooms and they'll keep talking once they're in the stalls. Oh, I don't like that. I had a fucking customer do that to me at work the other night. And I was like, I know you're drunk. 
but like shut the fuck shut up. Shut the fuck up. I do yeah. not want to talk to anyone while I pee. I hate that I have to pee in the same bathroom <laughs> as my customers. Like, yes, it's terrible. I don't mind it with good friends, but with coworkers, like yeah. or people who see me walking into the bathroom and then they're like, oh hi. Like, oh. And then like cheesy things like, oh, I wish it was Friday. <laughs> and I'm oh, like, please stop. Jesus. Um, but and you're like, I wish you weren't talking to me because I have to go pee out of my asshole right now. Yeah. And you're really it's harsh really in upsetting. my buzz. It's upsetting. I was thinking about that today. And then I just started to imagine someone standing outside of my stall. Oh. And they're just singing and they're like, every shit you yeah. take. Every poop you make, every single day, every time you splay, I'll be smelling you. And I was just like, oh, this is terrible. What is wrong with my mind? <laughs> That's the and most Sydney DeLorean parody song yeah. you've ever I just wanted to sing it to done. you, That's to be amazing. honest. That's amazing. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, I always sing. Everybody's pooping in yes. this bathroom. <laughs> that is so good. We could just have a whole like poop parody. Yeah. Oh, it's oh so, so we'll call it poop parody. Poop parody. One. One. Volume one. Yeah. We took uh, words from your favorite hit songs and replaced them with the word poop. Just what everyone wants. Oh god! It'll be a hit at your next party. Yeah, it will be. Yeah, no, I don't. Uh, I don't care for that. As someone who like, <laughs> I poop all the time, and I just am like, well, everyone does, and that's the thing that like I feel dumb about it because realistically, like everyone, every single person has to shit. Like it's a human necessity. But I don't want anyone else in the room while I do it, and like bathroom no, stalls so just aren't. Sufficient why? For I me? just want to know why. I just want to know why they never like put walls like from the ground. When you go to the bathrooms up. that have that, like the fancy restaurants yes. or hotels where Ooh. the stall is floor to ceiling. Yes. Floor to motherfucking That's ceiling. That's what I want everywhere. I want that everywhere. I don't like when it's like you can hear me rustling around in my bag to get a tampon and yeah. unwrap the tampon and whatever. Like, listen, we all do it, but okay. I like to do it alone. Yeah. Amen, sister. Like, we all have sex, too, but we don't, like, go into little booths and do it in public unless you go to, like, the uh, wank store, you know? Right. Which, by the way, we have a listener who works part-time at a porn shop and listens to our podcast at work, which makes me so happy. That's fun. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm into that. Me, too. Yeah. Keep doing it. Keep doing what you're doing. That's kind of fun. Well... We went on some rants today. We did. Anything else? I mean, not really. I recently found out, like, I just had a realization that I'm afraid of old people. But I feel like it's something we can get into another time. Is it because they remind you of your own mortality? I mean, partly. I don't know. I think there's a lot of different reasons. But we were at Deacon's 92-year-old grandfather's house. Uh And uh, Deacon was like, I'm going to go to the store. And I just had this, like gut reaction of I was like no don't leave and he was like what is wrong with you and like my eyes got watery like I almost started crying and I was like please will you please not leave can you please not leave me here and he's like why are you being so weird because it's like not the first time I met his grandpa you know and his grandpa's a perfectly lovely person Mm -hmm. 
But there was, I don't know, I just had like such an intense reaction and I like had to really calm myself and be like, okay, I'll, I'll be fine. It's totally and, okay there. Um, Yeah. Uh, go. To, yeah. Just can you be quick about it? <laughs> can you? Do you want to stay on the phone with me the, the whole time you're gone? No? Okay. I'll be okay. I'll be okay. Um, and yeah, I ended up just having like a very awkward lunch with his grandpa. And, uh -huh. and it was it was fine. But I was like, there's just something about old people that it's unsettling. really freaks me out. Because they're going to do that thing to you that they do in the movie Get Out where they oh put themselves in your body. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I think my grandpa's too old to try anything. I was like, that's not what I'm worried about. <laughs> but now I'm worried about it. Yeah, I'm like, why did you say that? Yeah. Um, no, I think it's just like growing up, My some of my grandparents were like a little not all there uh -huh. mentally. And that was, like, very unsettling. And I think just to, like, wonder, like, are you coherent? Like, do you know what's happening right now? Like, yeah. there's just something about it that, like, makes me uneasy. No, I I understand because I'm very uneasy with, like, basically anyone who's lost their mental faculties. Yeah. And so, like, it's why I don't really like, like, really bad alcoholics who are, like, drunk all the time. Right. Or get alcoholic dementia, which I see a lot of in my line of work. And I'm just, like you're there's a human body and like it's moving like this corpse is animated but like i don't really know <laughs> to what degree anyone is existing inside of it yeah and it's very weird it's like exactly. science fiction like some sort of automaton and i'm i it, it reminds me of like you know how they say like bad ai yes like it's like humanoid enough to like be human but like it doesn't pass the Turing test and right. then it enters like the uncanny valley and I just old people and like people with like really bad addictions where I'm like you look like a human and you're moving around like one but like obviously like you aren't a fully humanoid operating system and like <laughs> are you a fucking lizard did you eat those fish in the tank like where the fuck are the fish yeah yeah I think you just hit the, the nail right on the head like that's exactly it so yeah, I mean, he seems fine, but part of me just wonders, like, even the most, like, put-together old person, I'm like, are you okay? And it just makes me very uncomfortable to be like, I might have to soothe you or calm you because you don't know what's happening. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm nervous. Yeah. I'm on edge. You yeah. got me on edge, man. You're wrinkly. <laughs> um, and I feel bad about it, and I want to get past it, but yeah. I don't think I'm going to be okay with old people until I am an old person. Yeah, that's fair. So. It's like I don't have a lot of experience being around children, and like yeah. I have a, a similar thing where like children gross me out. I have a yeah. visceral like whenever children touch, you know, like if you have children, your friends have kids, like you're more used to it. But like for me, I when children like touch things, immediately they are like unclean to me. <laughs> I understand yeah. this is an exaggerated reaction. No, but, but like, I totally it becomes see it. like really gross to me. Like I'm like, I don't because you'd probably just associate kids with like messy stickiness, like boogers, slobbery. Snot, and they're just like Yeah. Yeah, they're just these dumb little things like getting like their booger hands on everything. Yeah. And it like grosses me out and disturbs me. Like I when I had a house didn't like children in my house. Um, which is weird because it seemed like a playhouse. Like it did. a child would love it there. I'm the baby. I'm the little. I'm the little. <laughs> As an adult baby, 
I will allow no one littler than I in my castle. <laughs> That's right. You cutie. You cute little baby. <laughs> I just want more people to call me a cutie. Yeah, well, I've been hanging out with kids. I went to a kid's birthday party yesterday, and I kept calling him. I kept just saying, what a cutes. What a little cute. Oh. And uh, so you're you're a little cute. So you're a cutie. That's all I wanted to hear as a 33-year-old woman. It's perfectly healthy for me to crave that sort of affection. Totally. Yeah. I'll give it yeah. to you. <laughs> we have a very healthy friendship. Yeah. I think so. Oh, all right. Well, anything else? No, that's it, man. All right. Well, have a great week, everyone. Yeah. Enjoy. Enjoy.